Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. It's Thursday. And Max, I'm headed to North Carolina today. I know. I'll be in North Carolina speaking to a bunch of really good people just outside of Raleigh. Raleigh? 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 (laughs) I don't know. I said Uh, that right. I've never lived in North Carolina. Yeah, so it's going to be, I will tell you, it is... It's going to be great. I have two days, three places that I'll be speaking in those two days. I'll be with Draza Smith. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Draza is a math genius. And that, you know, people say math genius, and you talk about other math geniuses like Ed Solomon and uh, uh, Bobby Python, uh, Dr. Doug Frank. I can go down the line. Seth Keschel does an amazing job on his side as well. Um, of, of developing uh, the equations that, that uh, you know, frankly, are, are, are the kind of the opening of the eyes. I hope I didn't miss anyone. Who did I miss? Who did I miss, Max? Miss anyone in that list? I think I did. No. I missed a couple. If I missed you, I'm sorry. Anyway, there's a lot of mathematicians that are working. Oh, uh, Jeff, uh, who's working with Ed Solomon. So the math actually matters. So uh, Draza is going to be going through and talking about the equations, like what are the functions that were used all over the country in order to steal the elections? So it's going to be great. It'll be a great dynamic yeah. duo. And we have to we have to take this country back because the consequences of living under Joe Biden and the, and the Democrats disastrous. We're going to talk about a couple of things today. What they're doing? There's the crackdowns coming on Americans who refuse to get vaccinated. I don't know if you saw it, Joe. They just they're just firing over a hundred top secret qualified nuclear scientists because they won't take the vaccine because they won't take the vaccine yeah. so two things who in their right mind is going to piss off a bunch of top secret level nuclear scientists like who, who thinks that's a good idea because they're just going to go somewhere else and maybe they won't be no. working for a friend and two what does it tell you that the nuclear scientists are saying nah, i'd rather i'd rather get fired well what does so that tell you so, so I, i'm going to tell you these are scientists these are people that believe in science and yet we're, we're faced with this, this purging of our society, purging of our government. Max, the dangers of this are that the government takes control, this communist regime takes control of everything in the government. So what they're doing is a perfect solution. I think that those people should never leave. They shouldn't leave. I think those scientists shouldn't leave. I don't think that the people that are in the fire department should leave. They should stand up and say, we're not leaving. We're coming to work and we're going to work and you're not going to fire us for putting an experiment inside of our veins that is literally killing people. We need to do the opposite of what they're telling us that we have to do. We do not have to walk away. We do not have to surrender our country. And we 100% do not have to tolerate this communist Marxist regime. We We don't have to tolerate it. We so do not have screen, to cede see power. We do not have to cede power to these people. We don't have to do it. We don't. We just think that we don't have a choice. We have a choice. It's called standing up, standing in the gap, and evicting these people. 
And you know what? The police guys that want to come in, they got a decision to make too. Well, I'm just doing my job. No, you're not doing your job. You're acting as a brown shirt for the Nazi regime in, in, in our government. Yeah, if we, if we go to my screen, this store that I'm talking about, more than 100 top nuclear scientists with highest security clearances being fired from one lab alone, the Los Alamos lab, due to the vaccine mandate, because I, I presume, oh, it's the home of the primary nuclear weapons research facility in the United States. Fantastic. Fantastic. So they're about to piss off a bunch of nuclear scientists who deal with nuclear weapons. Listen, I, I, I like to think that these people are patriots. But it is insane to just give over 100 of them the boot over the vaccine mandate well, when I think the risk is just too high for, for them to go somewhere else. But the point is, is that that's when you know that this vaccine has nothing to do with the vaccine. It has to do with control and what's in that vaccine. It's what's in it. You know, Max, JFK has been working, or excuse me, RFK. Robert Kennedy has been working on... Uh, Junior. Junior has been working yeah. on uh, bringing to light what's happening with vaccines for the last 20 years. He's right? Joe Biden's public enemy number one. Right. Joe Biden gave a whole speech about how RFK Jr. is quite literally the enemy of the state. He's not the enemy of the state. He's the enemy of the radical left. He's the enemy of the radical left. But he's a and Democrat himself. He is a Democrat. How does that work? Well, that's what I keep talking to you about as far as that, that there's the Americans on one side and then there's the radical communists on the other. We are dealing with we are dealing with a Nazi takeover of our nation. These people are Nazis. These people are fascists. These people are evil. These people are literally the devil reincarnate. That's what they are. That's what we're dealing with right now. Godless communist. Well, that's why I said yesterday or the other day that I think that the idea of a classical liberal, I think it's a cop-out. Now, I'm not, I'm not going against anything that they believe, but it seems like people who say they're classical liberal, when you actually talk to them what they believe, no, they're just like a, a socially liberal Republican. Right? There yep. are plenty of Republicans who believe that gay marriage is fine, who believe that there should be more welfare programs. They're, they're not the majority, but it seems like when people call themselves a classical liberal, it's an attempt not to be associated with the Republican Party, and they want to still be a liberal, but not like that liberal. Well, the, the, that's not the point. The point, well, then what do you talk about of Republicans? We have Republicans. We well, have a Republican like, in Colorado well, that brought Dominion voting system yeah. here who now got appointed yeah, by yeah. a Democrat radical leftist secretary of state to take over the election systems in Mesa County. Nothing to see here. Yet everything that we see coming out of Mesa County shows the massive amount of fraud with Dominion voting system. And this piece of trash also works for Runbeck. While he's sitting in an office in Colorado Springs right yeah. now, today. So we are dealing with these people. When you ask these people how they identify, they say they say we're not we're not Trump Republicans. We're the classical Republicans, right? We're the classical Republicans. The Trump. There's no. They're not classical Republicans. They're evil. These people are evil. The rhinos. They don't. Yeah. But I'm not going to say the classical liberals are bad because classical liberals have one. They're one percent off from being a conservative. That one percent is social issues typically. Right. Social programs, social issues that typically they're pro-choice. Typically they're they're right in the middle. They're fiscally responsible. So they're conservative when it comes to uh, 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 financial accountability. And they, they do support the Constitution. Most of them actually support the Second Amendment. Uh, but they have they have stark differences in how they look at social issues. So it's not a free pass yeah. and it's not a cop out. Right. I, I, I'm not, I completely I'm not, I'm disagree not against with them. 
I feel like if you look at someone like Dave Rubin, Dave Rubin obviously believes in a lot of liberal ideas, but he is more conservative than liberal. You, you hear what he says on his show. He, he takes more conservative positions than liberal positions. All I say is it's, it's, a, it's strange. Adopt the conservative mantle, right? Adopt the, the title. Don't, don't say no, I'm a classical liberal. You can't, to me, wait, it you feels can't, like you a can't adopt it. No, it's not a cop-out because there are fundamental differences in how they see things and how they see what conservatism is. Right? It's like libertarian, the same thing. You can say the same thing if you're sitting in the middle. And I don't, I don't think that, I think that we're, we're talking past each other and much, much because if you look at classical liberalism, they want to expand, they, they see conservatism as being entrenched, right? Now, I'm, a, I'm mm-hmm. a Christian conservative, right? I do change when I get more information. Like, as I get more information, I become more intelligent. I look past the 15-second or 30-second TikTok videos. I get to the nature of what we're talking about. I do my research. I make sure that I have all my information. It does have the ability to sway me. If you want to talk about September 1 or September 11th, 2001, right? I remember the feeling that I got towards Muslims in 2001 after the World Trade Center. I remember that feeling. All, everything pushed me towards the place of they're my enemy. Like they're 100% my enemy. And then as, as fate would have it, you know, fast forward six years later, and where am I? I'm in the middle of the Middle East and Africa. I'm in the middle of the Middle East. I'm learning Arabic while I'm flying back and forth. Yeah. I'm spending a majority of my time over there. I'm meeting people and talking to them about Jesus on one side, and they're talking to me about Issa al-Masih. Now, it's not this, there's some stark differences in what Christians believe who Jesus is and who, how Muslims see Jesus, Right? But I started to see that there's this conflict in religion, same as there's a conflict in Christian religion. So I got more information. Does that mean that I'm any less conservative because I have more information and I have friends that are Muslim that I love? Does it make me, does it make me bad because I'm a Christian? Because I'm going to talk to them about Jesus? I got a book about Jesus in my office. Mr. Producer, go get my book, please, about Jesus that was given to me. It's in my office on the, uh, yeah, if you can go get, grab that for me. Or ask someone else to get it in case we have to, because we, we have to go to my screen real quick. Why well, did go to the screen real quick and remind everyone new shirts are up buck Biden, buck Biden. We're going to be talking a lot of problems with the Biden administration. A lot of the evil stuff he's doing buck Biden. Again, you can show what you really think about Joe Biden, his administration without technically cursing. So head over to store.conservative-daily.com. So, so I want one that says, that says, let's go Brandon on the front and on the back. I wanted to say F Joe Biden, not the word, but just F Joe Biden. Right? Or okay. Fort Joe Biden. Do that. I don't know if everybody wants we to do that. that. I don't, I don't have a computer we do that. Just today, d- so I can't Printing on two sides. Printing on two sides makes it a little bit more expensive, but we can do that. We, we yeah. absolutely can do that. Um, so we, we were talking this morning, Joe, about these two Americas. Thank you. you have Americans who are being victimized, vaccine mandates, being forced out of their jobs. Meanwhile, illegal aliens walk right across. No big deal. Afghan refugees, we're going to talk about that in a second. Now admissions, smoking gun evidence from the Biden administration that they quite literally told them to bring unvetted refugees here to err on the side of excess. We have that terrible case in Montana where one of those evacuated refugees who we now knew was not vetted. Typically, it takes 18 to 24 months to fully vet one of these people. Put them on a plane, goes to Montana, rapes an 18-year-old girl and says it was cultural and language barriers 
that caused it. That's that's what his counsel is now arguing in court. Those cultural differences, Your Honor. That's why he raped the 18-year-old old girl in a Montana motel. It's cultural differences. Well, that's what we've been saying all along, right? And nothing against anyone who's fleeing Afghanistan. There's lots of good people. But to just take a random sampling of Kabul, put them on a plane and bring them here, that random sampling is going to bring a lot of behaviors, a lot of beliefs that are quite literally incompatible with our culture, incompatible with our lifestyle, our constitution, now, it's not to say that they're all like that, but to just to, to just take the, the think of it as a claw machine, right? Just take it and, and grab everything and bring it over here. You're going to get people who are terrible people. And we have the smoking gun email from Biden. I know you want to put up your book, the book you were talking about, Joe. But we have the smoking gun email that it was literally Biden's directive that they pack people into planes even without vetting them. But go ahead. Let's, let's show everyone the book you were talking about. So this is the book that was given to me. And so this is a- uh, I have seen that book. Yeah. And this is all, now, for those of you that, that uh, wanna get mad at me and talk to me about, oh, Joe, I can't believe you're promoting this. I'm gonna tell you right now that I do a lot of reading. I read a lot. I've probably read 2,000, 2,500 books, at least 2,000 books over the last 20 years, at least. I am a prolific reader. I love to read. I love to learn. So this book is, says Jesus. Now inside of this book, this was given to me, by the way, in Saudi Arabia by a leader. And so you can see it's in Arabic, French, and English. And uh, it's backwards because it's backwards. Typically, it opens backwards. Yep. Um, and it's a beautiful book. And it's all the teachings of Jesus that are in the Quran. Now you would say, all right, Joe, it's, it's, it's not the same Jesus. It's, it's a, a Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, right? And there's a stark difference on how they see Jesus in the Quran. They see him as a prophet, the only perfect prophet. Um, they, do, it, they do believe in the um, miraculous conception of Jesus and that, that, that Mary had Jesus and that she was a virgin when she had Jesus. They, they, all of that stuff still plays out in the Quran. Right? Now, there are, there are certain perversions that happen and um, how they have created terrorism. I, I would argue that much of uh, this lack of respect for sovereignty and blowing up whole families has probably led to a large amount of the terrorist, terroristic activity we have today because we've, we've, we've truly allowed the in, industrial complex to, to, to kill people all over the world and, and lie about it. But this book was given to me about Jesus, of all the teachings of Jesus in the, in the, in the uh, Quran. And you would say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're talking about that book. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I talk about, the, and, and you'd say, well, that they don't believe that, that Jesus is the Son of God. They don't believe, depending on what faith you are in Christianity, they don't believe that Jesus is God. They, they don't believe those things. And, and, and I have to ask you the question, because it's important, this book was given to me about Jesus. It was bridging that gap. And so when I talk about bridging divides on Democrats and Republicans and independents and putting them in one basket and starting to separate the wheat from the chaff of the evil versus good people, the, the Americans and the communists, I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can coalesce around the idea that being an American should be the fundamentally the thing that we can, we can agree on. 
and the Constitution is a living document and that we have, we have uh, inalienable rights that were given to us by God. We can, we, can, we can get around that. And if we can get around that, and we can get around the freedom of choice, then it really doesn't matter. We can set aside those differences and we can bridge the divide based on a common interest, a common goal of preserving our nation. Now, I have not been very good at talking to you about this over the last 11 months. Matter of fact, I've been calling Democrats every harsh word in the book, forgetting about the fact that I can't bring them to a place of unity in the middle, true unity, right, around that idea. And the same thing can be said for this book that was given to me that sits on my desk and reminds me of the fact that we can bridge the, bi the, the gap on a common good, the Abrahamic faith, yeah. Muslims, Christians, and Jews, on a common good of living peacefully and not trying to conquer each other, but teach each other about the teachings of oh, yeah. Jesus. There's so. lots of room to go, to, though. Trump did a lot of made a lot of progress with the Abraham Accords, bringing uh, Jews, he did. Muslims, Christians together. There's a lot of there's a lot of progress to be made. I mean, it, it is still illegal to convert from Islam to Christianity in Saudi Arabia, and you get a death sentence if you're caught. That's um, not It's true. on the books. Whether or not whether or not they enforce it strictly, it's yeah. on the books. They're not allowed to put up a church in Saudi Arabia. Christians are not allowed to enter the city of Mecca, with very very limited exceptions. But they don't publicize it. So and they, they discovered an ancient church in Saudi Arabia that, that dates back a long, long time. And yeah. even that church, they put the government put a fence up around it so no one can go to it. So there's lots of, there's lots of room for growth on both sides. So on both sides. I, I will tell you this. There's also, I mean, I, and I, I know we're kind of bending away from, you know, our topic today. And, to, and this is something I know a lot about. There's also an underground there where you can get alcohol. Alcohol is prohibited in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But yet the underground party scene or, you know, social scene in Saudi Arabia is one of the most prolific. I, I've been to places all over the world. I've been to Europe, Asia, yeah. uh, Africa. I've been to some places where you look around and you're like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> like, this is not what I expect. Like, they're, by day, everything's nice, right? right? By night, you have bling bling lights everywhere. And uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's nuts, the, the type of things that you see. But but there, in Saudi Arabia, I'll tell you one thing that, that um, we, we have the same problem here in the United States. We live behind these facades. You have sex trafficking, which is a massive problem in our country, and most notably in the, most, in the higher elite environment or elite environments of our nation. So we face the same problem. You know, I, I experienced a similar thing when I lived in Beirut, Lebanon. You had, you had the call to prayer going off early in the morning while I'm at a nightclub partying. And you obviously you have, you have the Christians in one area of Lebanon, you have the Sunni and Shia Muslims in other parts. It, it's this clash of cultures. And we saw just a couple weeks ago, it literally bled over into the streets with people just grabbing their, their M16s, grabbing their AK-47s and shooting each other over something as trivial over as which judge should preside over the investigation to why yeah. their warehouse exploded. There was a, remember that big explosion? They were, they were assigning what judge would investigate it, and that was apparently too divisive. So Christians and Muslims literally started shooting each other in the streets, like full kits, body armor, <laughs> just literally just shooting each other. So there's well, a lot you, of there's a lot of you have, and you'd have uh, you know the entire party scene going on in Beirut, and then a bomb would go off. People would hear the bomb, it would kill a bunch of people, and they would just go on about their business and go back to partying. Or they go get their guns and, 
and shoot people like like you saw in the seventies yeah. and eighties. Yeah, that was a big problem. Bombs going off in front of Christian nightclubs. But we're we're getting off a little bit, but not so much. There there's a lot of room for common ground, but there's a lot of people who identify as, as Muslim. I'm not even going to call them Muslims because their beliefs are, are, in my opinion, having studied Islam, having studied Arabic, a perversion of the faith. There's a lot of people who have be, are being brought here. They're being brought here they by are. Obama as, as, as Syrian refugees. And now they're being brought here as Biden, as Afghan refugees. And I want to put up an image, Mr. Producer. I want to show everyone image number two. This man, his name is Zabihala. Muhammad, Zabihala Muhammad. I had to check to make sure what they didn't just misspell Muhammad, but it's Muhammad. This man, 19 years old, was brought on one of those flights that Joe Biden ordered to be flown out of Afghanistan with no vetting. This is the man who went into a motel in Montana, Montana, raped an 18 year old girl, 18 year old woman. And now his pro his team of defense uh, defense lawyers are arguing in court that he didn't know it was not consensual, and that there was a language and cultural barrier that stopped him from understanding the universally understood word no. And the fighting so, off of of that. Yes. Yes. It's disgusting. So if we I put up if we put up image off. one, this is the email I'm talking about. This is an email that was sent to the Kabul embassy or whoever was running the Kabul evac evacuation. And the subject line is presidential directive. It says team president Biden phoned, phoned ambassador Wilson with the following directive about who to clear to board evacuation flights. One, anyone with a valid form of ID should be given permission to go on a plane. If that person plausibly falls into the categories, we will evacuate us citizens, LPRs plus their immediate families, LES plus their immediate families, those entitled to entitled to SIV and Afghans at risk. Two, families, including women and children, should be allowed through and held to, to fill out planes. Three, the total inflow to the U.S. must exceed the number of seats available. Err on the side of excess. This guidance provides clear discretion and direction to fill seats and to provide special consideration for women and children when we have seats. I expect that C-17 flight volume will increase. Thank you, Greg. So at a time when we were all blowing the whistle that they're not bringing home Americans, they're flying empty flights home. Instead of saying we have to go find the Americans, their solution, we can take that down, their solution was, putting a bunch was of... to put a bunch of unvetted Afghans, to err on the side of excess, to err on the side of excess. Whatever happened to erring on the side of caution? That's the saying. You're talking about filling C-17s up beyond their total capacity. There were C-17s that left with more people than they're actually supposed to be able to even lift off the ground. No vetting. Flown here, we know that they brought child brides. Think about that. Think about how crazy this is. They did so little vetting that grown men and children went on the flights. I guess they just assumed that they are father and daughter. And when they get here, the grown man says, oh, no, actually, this is my bride. We're legally married in Afghanistan. And you have to accept that. And Biden's like, oh, Biden's team like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Bring rapists. There have been, there have been assaults. Listen, I'm not saying that everyone who left Afghanistan is a rapist or a murderer, but you can't just take a random sampling of a foreign country and just bring them here with no vetting. So I think that's the, the bigger issue, right? I mean, I think that's the, the thing that we're, we're up against collectively is that we're up against 
a non-sensibility to how we operate our society. And we're just being told that we have to accept this sick, demented, sociopathic, psychotic way of life. We don't have to, Max. We don't have to. We don't have to accept it. And speaking of that, we have a list, by the way, that we're working on right now. I, I want to say this. We have a list that we're working on right now to send three to 400,000 people. And I've been talking to other leaders that are out there, other people that, that have a voice about sending hundreds of thousands of Americans down to the border and doing a swap out. In other words, we want to get about three to four million Americans to do this, right? And we want to get three, 400,000 Americans down to the border. And we want to stand guard on that border. And we want to stop anyone from coming across the border. And we're going to stand together. And if, the, if, the, if, the, if they can't protect the border, if they can't respect the rule of law, there are movies written about this. We're going to make sure that they respect the rule of law. We're going to create the law and push out all of these radical pieces of trash that we have running and, and, and infiltrating our government. This cancer we have, number one, we're going to cut our government in half. 50% of the government has to go away. We don't need it. We're going to cut our taxes, dramatically cut our taxes. Boom. Get rid of it. We're going to hold criminals accountable, right? I mean, it, it's, it's not that hard, people, but we're going to start by shutting down the border. We're going to start by shutting down the border. Yeah. And when they come out and yeah. say, hey, we're going to send the military down here, say, look, we've got 300,000 people. What are you going to do? You're going to send the military down here? Now Texas, Arizona, they're going to have to make a decision. Do you stand with the people or do you stand against the people? The shot heard across the world right there, the shot heard across the world will be them standing for lawlessness and not having the rule of law and us standing on that border. So we will have six or seven or eight different organizations that we are going to team together with. We're going to come out and ask you guys to go down on the border and, and take the time. For those of you that are getting fired and have to collect unemployment, why not hang out at the border? Why not hang out at the border? And then we'll set up a program where we can help fund these people that are standing at the border, these three, 400,000 people that are standing at the border protecting your rights. And yeah, do I want everybody to bring their gun? I do. If you can lawfully carry a gun, I think you should go to the border with a gun. I think if you're going to go to the border with a gun, it would be very, very foolish not to. If you're going to go to the border, it would be very foolish not to go with a gun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you're going to go, carry a gun. And there's organizations, there's Period. women's organizations yeah. out there, by the way, that are saying we're going to the border too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, women what, got what us to the place see. where we can save our country. So I'm, I, you know, I have a hard time yeah. arguing with the women in this country because they, they've showed more courage than, than many men. I'd say many. I they didn't absolutely say most. have. They absolutely have. This podcast brought to you by Airmed Care Network, premier insurance plan to cover your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency. Make sure you check out the link in our description because when you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back when you sign up. So it costs $85 for one year, covers your entire household. Now, should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital, instead of it costing tens of thousands of dollars when you're an Airmed Care Network member, it'll cost you nothing as long as you're flown by an AMC and provider and they have a link in their, in their website where you can check to make sure your zip code is covered. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you sign up today and you use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back. So Joe, the crazy thing about this Zabihullah Mahmand is no, this that is crazy. This is the craziest part about is, it. We're talking yes. about this. Yes. P I, I, we mentioned this on the morning call and, and people are like, are you sure? Yes. So he is cleared for entry into the country by the Biden administration. Not only has he been cleared for entry into the country, but he has been cleared to leave military bases. 
again, without any of the vetting. Typically, it takes 18 to 24 months to vet these people to actually be sure that you're not bringing a serial rapist into the country. And yeah, sometimes they are able to find um, documents in their home country, but in Afghanistan, probably not so much. What they would do is they would actually talk to him, ask what he thinks about women, ask, ask what he thinks about consent, try and pick his brain apart to see if this person potentially poses a threat, but they didn't do that. So not only was he cleared to leave, to enter the United States, not only was he cleared to leave the military bases and go to Montana, he was also given a work permit. And the crazy part of this is he's facing a state felony charge, right? It's a state charge in Montana for rape. Yep. I don't know if he has been released. I don't know if he's made bail or bond. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to, to actually dive in and find it. It's, it's strangely hard to find that. But the Biden administration says that if he does get released, if he does get released on bail or bond, or if he's even, the charges are dropped, they're going to let him keep working. They did not rescind his work permit. So this, this man just, just is alleged, again, alleged to have raped an 18-year-old woman. You see him right there. He was given a work permit to work alongside Americans in the United States. No vetting. And even though he's facing these felony charges, they are not rescinding his work permit. So he can work. Why is he not sitting in jail? Well, I don't know. He, he might be. I, I haven't had a chance. I know they just issued yeah. a search warrant a couple days ago. You'd be surprised about how many people commit very crazy crimes and still get released. But if on the off chance he does or already has, he's allowed to keep working. So not only were they comfortable with this maniac working alongside Americans, but they're going to let him keep working if, if he manages to get out of this state predicament. It's, it's America last. This is Joe Biden, America last. Because but again, <laughs> I keep telling you, we don't have to tolerate it. We, we act like our hands are tied together. They're not. Man, there's a movie. I, I wish we could play it without Max losing his mind over the fact that we are going to get copy strict for, for actually giving commentary on a movie. But there's a movie that we should play, and that is Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Yeah, Max? We can play it if we get clips and we want to talk about it. The challenge is when... The, the clip uses something illegally, then it gets, but yeah, we can, we can pull clips for an, a later episode and watch so, it. So, so, I mean, I, I talked about the, on the Wyatt Earp, they come into town, the, the, the sheriff and the criminals are all working together. They're terrorizing the communities. Guys, what's happening right now is not, it's, it's not new. It's been happening for hundreds of years. It happened in Germany and they overtook Germany. And they put people in concentration camps and they took away their rights and they lied about them in the media. And then the United States picked it up and said, hey, Time Magazine Man of the Year. They did that. It's not new. In the 1700s, it was the Wild Wild West. 1800s, Wild Wild West. It was the Wild Wild West. Early 1900s, Wild Wild West. And, and people had to go into towns and put up with corruption. And then someone like Wyatt Earp came in and said, we're done. We're here to arrest you, Wyatt. No, you're not. You're not here. You're not arresting anyone. And the weaker people come in and say, oh, no, we're going to arrest you. And then hundreds of people came into the street, into the gap. There are movies written about Americans with spine, with courage. 
Yeah, we yeah. want to let these pieces of trash walk all over us. Now they're trying to do inclusive marketing. Oh, you got to do inclusive marketing. He, she, be the M, B, O, M, C, I, I, the, they, E. Zer. You forgot the Zer. Zer's my favorite. I don't even know if any of that was real. He, she. I know that is. He, she. He, she. I'm a he, she. I'm a he that thinks I'm a she. Sickness. Sickness. There's a great quote from Dave Chappelle's latest special. Where he's like, I'm talking to people on the street. And they're like, Dave, you got to be careful. The trans movement, they're after you. And Dave just says, what? Singular they or plural they? (laughs) 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 But they're butchering English language. It's a real thing. Guys, Wyatt Earp, just be Wyatt Earp. See, the problem with us is that you want to puff your chest out, right? It's it's the it's the whole same thing that that happened when I walked in and this guy started mouthing off to me. Oh, Max, I forgot to tell you. Did I tell you yesterday? I didn't no. tell you. Oh, so one of the Antifa journalists was getting his haircut when I was getting my haircut. Is this a Colorado thing? Antifa journal. We don't have Antifa journalists here in Texas. You oh, gotta get your yes, there to are. They're Antifa journalists everywhere. They're activists. Well, they go to journalism and they lie. They're a bunch of liars. Well, let's talk about the radical left is a bunch of liars. But anyway, I, I walk in and I look over and I'm like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Because they're not my brother. See, a typical guy called people brother. I'm like, what's up, brother? But he's not my brother. He's my buddy that I want to kick his teeth in. And I'm like, hey, you got anything you want to say to me? So you know him. Does, this, he, does he know your face? Oh, he knew exactly who I was. I I was like, come sounds on, like man. You're, baby Michael. You gotta, sounds like baby Michael yesterday trying to talk and, about birthday cake. And the Oh, it was unbelievable. But what was interesting about the entire thing is he didn't have anything to say. I go, come on, man. You're, you're at a – what's wrong? Your words aren't working. What's wrong? Oh, you want to go outside? We can talk about it out there. We don't have to talk about it in here. You want to walk outside and talk about it? And my <laughs> the person that's cutting my hair is like, what's that all about? <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking at him like, ah, oh, that's right. You're just Oh, a so you're coward. in the chair. You're in the chair. No, I was walking to the chair. Oh, okay. I go. That's I was envisioning right. you both getting you're, your haircut. And like, I go. You're you're just a little <laughs> mouthing off at each other. You're just a little terroristic coward, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. You just sit there. You just sit there. And he's like, uh, you know, uh, and his his hairdresser and I was like, and by the way, I've been going there for years. I've been going to this place for years, right? Years I've been going to this place, and this little punk didn't even he didn't even move. He was so afraid at that moment that I was literally going to drag him out of that chair and beat the hell out of him, that you could see him shivering. And his, and his, his uh, haircut person, who I've also, you know, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Good. I was like, yeah, this guy's a coward. I wouldn't cut his hair. And I went and sat down. I could hear her ask him, what was that all about? He's that like, about? oh, nothing, nothing. He's just, we have yeah. a disagreement. <laughs> disagreement? <laughs> You're a freaking coward. That's your disagreement. That that's well, what happens when coward? you stand in front if of cowards. He's a, if he's if he's an anti for journalist, is it cowardice or are they just so deranged? Like a coward is someone who knows that they're sp- what they're supposed to do. They know what the right Listen, thing to do is, but they you, don't have the fortitude to do it. If you believe, he actually in what, believes. If you believe in it, if you truly believe in the right thing, if if you believe you're doing the right thing, stand your ass up. Because then I'll wipe the I will oh. wipe the concrete floor with you. I will, in a minute. I've never picked a fight. I just told him, hey, you're a coward. We can go outside and talk about it. I don't want to talk about it here, right? And, and the person cutting my hair said, what was that all about? And I was like, okay, I mean, you may tell you. 
I made it so that they could all hear me. That guy will never go back into that place to get a haircut. Never. I go, that, that, that's an Antifa uh, piece of trash right there. That's what that person is. That person burns and loots, and, and, and you could see just the, just the cowering. If you believe in something, you stand up, right? You stand up when you're alone. You stand up when you're with a group. You stand up for what's right, and you don't stand up for what's wrong. But you can't. That's when you know that it's just innate evil. It's just evil. Yeah. I've been watching the comments on Facebook yeah. and refreshing the screen. It goes up to like 50 comments, 29 comments, 60 comments, 35 comments. Some Facebook moderator is in there deleting comments. Oh, like, yeah. Rapidly. Yeah. So people are saying they're getting screenshots, saying that they're not allowed to talk anymore in our comment section on Facebook. We probably aren't on Facebook for long. Yeah. Um, we've been keeping it open because between 50 and 100 people. Well, not, not by that's choice. All that's all they'll, that, that's all they'll let get Facebook in there. Won't let than, Facebook yeah. won't let more than 100 in. Yeah. But between 50 and 100, choose to watch it there. So we've been keeping it running. But it, it seems harder and harder to justify keeping Facebook up if they're not even letting people comment. Because I just watched it. It just literally went from 60 to 29 to 54 to 37 to th 41 to 39. I'm pretty fresh. only 80 people reached. Yeah, so we're we, – look, yeah. we, we, we just finished a deal where we're going after a couple people. We just finished uh, – uh, we're going to do a fundraise so we can actually uh, sue Facebook. We're, we're actually going through that process right now. I want to go after them. They're a bunch of frauds. frauds. I think we should team up with other organizations and make it a class. I think you do. we should, too. Because I agree. A, a class doesn't have to be general members of the public. It just has to be people of the same class, organizations like us, pool the resources and sue them together. Oh, here's, um, how you, here's how you can tell that Facebook makes a deal with the devil and that we have people that are, we call them patriots, P-A-Y-T-R-I-O-T-S, right? Is mm -hmm. because they get the ability to talk to 700, 800, a million people, right? Because they stay really soft on the issues and they don't talk about issues that are important. They won't talk about the things that we will talk about. They're hard things that we'll talk about, right? That's how you can tell. That's how you can tell. That's how you can tell that, that, that Facebook and all these evil organizations, evil, I'm gonna call them what they are, they're pieces of trash terrorists. That's how you can tell who they are, right? You can tell. You can, you can actually tell that there are people that literally, they spend all of their time in these organizations, all of their time in these organizations trying to do everything to suppress the truth. That's all they care about, is suppressing the truth. Now, they'll let people talk about it to stay on the fringes, the Ben Shapiro's of the world, I stay on the, yeah, stay on the fringe, right? Oh, there's no election fraud. Because it serves a purpose. Because at, le at least there's like, oh, we'll, we'll reward you for not talking about that. But we talk yeah. about everything that's bad. We talk about all of it. We, we don't pick and choose and say, all right, we're going to talk a little bit about this because it suits them. Like there's no election fraud. They figured it out. If you talk about an issue and say, hey, you really should get the vaccine and you're anti-election, they, they, will, they will let you talk and they will let people hear it yeah. because Facebook is trash. It's trash. I look forward yeah. to the day where they actually just pull me down, right? Because I got something for them. Well, you just call Facebook trash. They're going to say you dehumanized them. Isn't I that dehumanized that was what happened last time. You dehumanized the Secretary of State yeah. by calling her trash. Yep. You got to use some of the different synonyms we come up with. You got to use the effluvium. You got to use yeah. the different blatherskite. So I do. <laughs> I, have, I, have a face, I have a Facebook page, right? People try to friend me all the time. By the way, there's like 25,000 friend requests. I'm not going to friend request 25,000 people. 
or you can follow me there if you want to follow me. I'll drop stuff on there to troll people. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I just did a Facebook video where I basically called out the school board people, right? These communist pieces of trash. But, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to, I'm not. Max, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to be quiet. I don't know how to let yeah. evil win. I don't know. I, I won't do it. I won't do it. But I invite all of these uh, leftist radicals to come down and, and have a conversation with me. If you want to have a conversation with me and you think, you, if you can put together three or four sentences that doesn't involve a TikTok video or a 50-second uh, clip of something that you heard from uh, Jen Paskey or Paskey, whatever her name is, Saki. I will have the conversation. Saki, whatever. <laughs> Silent P. Silent whatever. P. I will have the conversation with you. I'm all for it. Let's have a conversation. But the, here's the problem. Like I was arguing with someone. I wasn't arguing with someone. I just, who said science, right? Because we were talking about communists in the school board. And they wanted to say, well, I want to support someone that believes in science. But that's not what we were talking about. We're talking about the fact that these yeah. people are communists. So what they're trying to do is skirt the issue of let's ignore the fact that they're communists and talk about science. Well, you have 100 people at a nuclear facility that have the top top Clearance. These are scientists that said, hey, here's the finger, right? I'm not taking a vaccine. Yeah. I'm not putting that poison in my blood. I'm not doing it. Why do they, why do they think scientists are just like a, a better crop of humans? I mean, that's what they kind of believe. They, they treat scientists the way you would hear some religious yeah. talk about clergy or talk about um, imams, right? That, that they are just a better person. Right. You, you go back to Plato's Republic, the philosopher king, the idea that when you rise to this power, you you are just presumed or you're supposed to be the smartest among everyone. But scientists aren't more ethical than than us. Scientists aren't more moral than us. Scientists are just as willing to cut corners. They're just as willing to fudge numbers as the average human to well, get what liars. they want. I don't know they're why. Well, I don't know. They There's some yeah. good scientists. There are. But but the, but they're not just you can't just presume that oh they're a scientist that means they're a good person. <laughs> There's no ethics entrance requirement if you want to get a bachelor's of science degree, right? They don't they don't weed out the scumbags in college or graduate school. Nope. They're they're no better than the average person. They just happen to have specialized in a very specific scientific practice. I don't get why people are like, oh, we have to follow the science. And then the minute you say, well, actually, if you look at this study, they're like, oh, no, we don't follow that science. We follow our science. Really, atheism is a religion, and this follow the science mantra has become a religion. It's a religious belief. Yeah. When, you, when you tell someone who says follow the science, you say, oh, well, what about this study out of Israel? They treat that study as if, as if it's an apocryphal text that wasn't included in the Bible. Yeah. Like, oh, no, that's just a, yeah. that's just a Dead Sea Scroll. Yeah, it's interesting to look at for historical reference, but that's not actually canon. They treat yeah. it like that. It's the same conversation you have. You know what I find interesting. What I what I find interesting is that the these people that they call scientists, you'll have a conversation with people that are like, "I need to follow the science and follow the science," and I go, "Okay, great." Kind of like talking to my doctor, Brian. Hey, <laughs> I'm talking to Brian. I go, Brian, did I convert you? Like my friend that I talked to, that's a Democrat that we were talking about yesterday. He swallowed the red pill. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, it's stuck in my throat. More and more people are being, having to separate themselves from the evil of the radical left and what it means to be an American. It's happening. It's happening.
<laughs> well, look at this. This this came out from the CDC yesterday. Want to, want to talk about not following science? There is no science backing this up whatsoever. Put up image number four, fresh out of the CDC. They now say that some immunocompromised people can receive oh a fourth dose of the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. Just for comparison, the third dose has only been approved for, what, a month? I think they've been talking about it for two months. It's only yeah. been available for people for a month. There is no long-term study. There's no, there are no studies. Even if they were doing a study for the past month, it hasn't been analyzed, right? You look at what they just did with the children vaccine, 17 to nothing with one abstention on the board, on the FDA board. They ruled that it's, it's okay to give to children, but as we played on the show, one of the board members said, well, we have to give the vaccine to find out what the long-term consequences are. The reason for that is the study that they used to back up that declaration was like 2,100 kids, give or take, and they watched them for two months. How can you possibly determine that a vaccine is safe for children long-term if you only follow 2,100 kids and you watch them for two months? Like, that's not science. That's not science. That is that is just hope. Because at that point, you just say, oh, I hope it's I hope it's safe. Except they admit that they won't be able to tell whether it's safe or not until they just give it to everyone. Yeah, this so, isn't science. No, it's it's not it's not science. And more importantly than it not being science, it's not backed up by the risk factors. It's, it's, it's there's not. no risk. There's no risk to children. There's no risk to children. The risk is point yeah. zero 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 six. Ninety nine point nine. What? It rounds down to zero. It rounds down like, to zero. Unless, unless you like to talk in like the terms of like five decimal places, it rounds down to zero. I mean, guys, listen to me. Wider. Everyone keeps telling me, Joe, just say when. I'm saying when now. You don't need me to step over and say, Joe, come to Tempe, Arizona. Come to Utah. I will. I was invited to North Carolina. They said, Joe, will you come speak? Then somebody else found I was coming to North Carolina, and a pastor called me and said, can you come speak at the church? And I was like, yes. And here's the other thing. I, you know, I, I told them, I was like, listen. And they go, well, what's your speaking fee? And I was like, I don't have one. Pay for me to get there, pay for my hotel, and then make a donation to FEC United, which, by the way, I don't get paid by FEC United. That's it. And they're like, are you serious? Everyone else wants five, ten thousand $10,000. And I go, I don't. I want to speak truth. I want to speak truth. That's it. I want to speak truth. I want you to understand that you have the ability to turn things around. I want to show up. I want to show up. I want to be about it. I want to talk about it. That's what I want. I, frank, frankly, you're the answer. Loudoun County, right? What did you talk about yesterday, Max? They want you to sign an NDA to figure out what they're going to yeah, teach yeah. your kids. Are you freaking kidding me? And you haven't pushed over the building yet? I didn't say violence. What's violent? I mean, violence is Antifa, BLM, burning things down and lying and lying. Yeah, you're not they're, lying. They're you're telling the, the truth. They're treating the critical race theory curriculum the way Adam Schiff was treating his impeachment documents. You got to go down to the basement. You got to leave your phone outside the yeah. room. And you can only watch it one at, look at it one at a time, and you're going to have someone looking over your shoulder. Yeah. It's the same deal. These it's people the are deal. trash. They're effluvium. Off-scouring. Uh, well, go to the screen. New synonym uh, today. New synonym. New synonym. Valueless. They're valueless. Yes. 
the the radical left are valueless. The radical left are pedophiles. The radical left are racist. The radical left are just a bunch of hateful white women liberals. That's it. Oh yeah, and and I'm sorry, that's not that's not exactly true. You have the effeminate men that are the little leftist radical pieces of trash as well. I was talking to someone yesterday about yeah. uh, uh, talking to them about the refugees, talking to them about the vaccine studies, and they're like, "Well, how can you how can you be against it? You were talking about that we need to evacuate more people from Afghanistan. How can you be against?" Uh, vaccines skipping the approval process when you were for the right to try under Trump, which is where people with terminal illnesses have the right to access medications that aren't completely done with their their approval process. And I explained to him, well, well, no, there's a difference here. If you are actually diagnosed with a terminal disease, you have the right to try and save your life. Right. Uh, COVID-19, a 99.9% survival rate, co- getting COVID-19 is not a death sentence. It is not. And it's even less of a dense sentence now that we have other therapeutics and we know how to treat it a lot better than we did last year. And with bringing refugees in, we're all about bringing already vetted. There were people at that gate holding up their visas and they weren't allowed in. But instead, they let random Afghan just citizens onto the planes. There were Americans who got left behind. So it's it's not that we're against bringing people into the country. It's not that we're against letting people try drugs that aren't completely FDA approved. But it's there's a quantifier there. There's a qualifier. It has to be in a, set, a certain situation, right? You you want to have vetted people enter the country. You want to have drugs that actually will save people's lives from terminal illnesses. What the left has done is they've bastardized these concepts, and now they're like, oh, we're going to give healthy people drugs that could kill them. Well, how does that work? Oh, well, we don't know if it's going to kill them until we give it to all of them. Well, how does that work? Oh, we're going to bring everyone to the country. How does that work? Well, we're probably going to bring some rapists, but hopefully we don't. It's it's. It's the same with all of it. They are throwing out all of the safety parameters that, yeah, have, have the safety parameters, if we're being completely honest, have caused harm, which is why we need right to try. Right? There have been life-saving medications. You want to talk about the different COVID pills that got delayed for six months so that they couldn't come out during Trump's term? There's a lot of pol- politics behind that as well. So, yeah. When you see Trump saying, I'm going to cut through the red tape and we're going to develop the vaccine as fast as possible, I think that he genuinely wanted to do as much good as possible. I agree. But when you see now that it's being mandated and that's being forced on people and you hear that board member say, well, we have to give it to all the kids before we know whether it kills too many of them. That's not science, folks. It's not science. And I, and I, I personally, not nothing against people who have terminal diseases. I'd rather go back to the, oh, no, strictly we need FDA approval than have this. I mean, if, if, that, if that's the choice, I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It takes 18 to 24 months to, to actually vet someone. And the reason it's 24 months is because Afghanistan does not have a digital record system. They do for, for uh, biologics when it comes to like your retinal scans and stuff when you work with the government. But there's no complicated database showing everything everyone's ever done on the civilian side. This is insanity. Joe, how, yeah. I know the answer to this. Is there is there a number of rapes that are acceptable in this country? Yeah. No, zero. There's no, never there never That's an acceptable. That's a number. Rape. That's still a number. Zero. Yeah, 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 zero. Yeah. We live in a country where the president of the United States is okay with a non-zero number. 
He's okay with bringing race, rapists in here. And killers. Because to him, it's okay. And drugs. He lives with a non-zero number for drugs, for, for child trafficking. All across the board, he lives with a non-zero number for kids dying with myocarditis. Where are, what the hell's going on, Joe? How do we have a president who has a non-zero number of acceptable kids just dying? I, I, I mentioned on the podcast a week or so ago, I was going through the VAERS report, and there's a heartbreaking study uh, entry from a mother whose child just keeled over and died during the middle of a Zoom class in California, obviously. They gave the kid the vaccine, and three or four weeks later, he's on Zoom class uh, doing e-learning, just keels over and dies. I mean, how is that an acceptable number? How is that an acceptable number? How about the fact that we're, we're not even talking about it? We're not even talking about the 17,000 people that show up on VAERS for deaths. We're not talking about it. The media is literally silent on 17,000 deaths across our country. 17,000 deaths, deaths, just so you know, is 27% of the men we lost in Vietnam. Only we lost 17,000 in a year. The Vietnam War went on for six years, seven years. Well, imagine, imagine if the Vietnam KIA count was deliberately designed to not give you a real number. Yeah, there's there's 17,000 entries, but as I said yesterday, there are entries from Mickey Mouse, right? There is some, there are some fraudulent entries. That's not just 70, the 000. ones, just, there, but, there's, but there's this, tens of thousands more that yeah, are dead yeah. that they're trying to say nothing to see here. Yeah, so the system though is designed so that the media can say, well, that's not a trustworthy number. When you enter in a VAERS um, report, it the deaths get investigated. But we don't get to find out whether the death was confirmed or not, right? We don't get they don't they don't update it. So the excuse that they give is, yeah, there were seventeen thousand. It was investigated, but we we really can't know how many were true because they're not allowed to go in and say yes, we confirmed that this was real, or no, we confirmed that this was something else. But it's science. So Max. they deliberately design it. They deliberately design it so that they can have that out, so that the media can say, oh well, we can't go by VAERS what? because we don't. It's not we can't be sure. We can't be sure 17,000, even if half of that the is right. The government's sure. Even if half is right. The government's sure. Every single death that gets added to VAERS gets investigated. So the government's sure. Now, whether you trust those investigators or not, that's a different story. But the government at least has a number for how many fatal VAERS reports were likely legitimate. They have that number. They don't publicize it on purpose so that they can say, well, we can't really just go by VAERS. It's just, it's just an early warning system. It's not the official number. Oh, we have the official number, but we won't give it to you. It's an early it's warning system for something they're putting in your body where they have to. You, let me just explain this to you. If you don't think that it's time to evict these people, if you don't think it's time for Wyatt Earp to show up, if you don't think it's time, let me ask you this question. What is the fundamental thing that you have as a human being? What's the fundamental right that you have as a human being? Max? Bodily autonomy. Your, your, your body. Your body. That's, your, it's a fundamental your right. Your, your body and soul. Your person. This. You get, to, you get to decide with this, right? Now they take that away. Completely. Take it away. Now you don't have that. What are you? What are you're you, nothing. Max? You're nothing. You're, you literally don't exist. If you do not have the ability to exist and to have autonomy over yourself, I mean, you say body and soul, Right? <laughs> they are denying religious exemptions. Yeah. Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. In Illinois, they are going to advance 
a clarification. So there's a law, a 1998 law called the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act. And this basically allows people to exert religious conscience objections to certain healthcare uh, treatments. Well, the Republican governor of Illinois wants to clarify that, oh no, this shouldn't apply to the vaccine. So people are exerting their religious freedom, their religious right to object to a vaccine that as we've covered on this show, whether, whether you're talking about Johnson, Johnson, Moderna, or Pfizer, utilized cells from aborted babies, albeit decades ago, but still cultured in labs, utilized cells from aborted babies to either develop the vaccine or to test its efficacy. You have every right as a pro-life American to say, I object to that. And when they say, oh, well, did you know that the aspirin had similar things? You say, no, I didn't know that, but now I object to that too. You see, they try and catch you by saying, oh, did you know that Pepto-Bismol also tested the efficacy? No, now I'm not gonna take Pepto-Bismol. They're trying to catch people up to, to get them to not religiously object, but it's your body and soul. They take away your body, and they want to take away your soul, your religious freedom. They want to make you nothing. So you're nothing but a subject to the state. And again, I'll ask you the question. I hit the share button. Look, the, the, and by the way, why didn't we put up the, the podcast for yesterday night? It's not on uh, Apple Podcast. Am I getting a I, ha- I have to people? edit. I, I, I have to edit. I have to add ads to it. We didn't read any ads, so I have to add the ads to it. Okay, we got to get that up because everyone's asking for what happened yesterday. Yeah. right? Uh, I'm going to do it as soon as we get off up here. So uh, if you're nothing, if you're nothing, because that's what they're saying, I'm, gonna, I'm Captain Obvious. I, I'm, I'm the guy that literally is going to tell you what you're probably thinking or that you, you're feeling or that is going around in your head and is, you're putting all these thoughts together, but you don't feel like you can. I'm the one that's going to tell you 52% of you belongs to the state. I mean, six months out of the year, you're a slave. Oh, and you got to put something in your body that can kill you, possibly. And even if it's 5,000 or 10,000, I think it's 100,000. I think it might be more than 100,000. I personally know of at least a dozen people that I know of that have died that have taken the vaccine. A dozen. How should I know a dozen people that have died after taking the vaccine? How? Shouldn't be possible. How many do you know? So if you're, if, if, if literally, you, they've taken God out of your community, 52 cents on every dollar, and they're talking about taking more money from you. I mean, they are currently talking about taking more money from you right now. They're, they're saying, we're raising taxes. You have a death tax, 50% goes to them. They literally have the ability to take everything from you. Everything. And now yeah. the one thing that you should have left, choice. It's gone. It's gone. They just took it away. You are nothing. You are a slave that now is considered nothing. You're being ruled over by the ultimate evil because now they're stripping you of God. They're allowing them to rape, kill, pillage, create fear, instill fear, force upon you a pathway that you have to take. That is not freedom. That is not democracy. That is flat evil. So if you think that where we're at right now, where are we right now? I'm telling you, we're at, we are at the point by which the line is drawn. We are at the point where you, know, you have 35,000 people that are going to be leaving the police department and fire department in, in New York City right now. By the end of the year, they will be gone. They're having to close 20% of all the firehouses in New York because uh, 35,000 people will not get the vaccine. 
They are literally killing our society, and you're sitting on your hands saying, there's nothing I can do about it. There's a lot you can do about it. We can evict all of these people. Wyatt Earp. Posse up. I mean, they, they call me a militiaman, they, and they call FEC a militia, even though what FEC does is faith. Faith. Fundamentally, having the ability to worship with autonomy. Faith. Education. Kids lifting the veil, critical race theory, gender fluidity, putting books out there that perverts the mind of a, of a second grader. All of that stuff. Education. Yeah. And then commerce, business, the ability to have opportunity. Wow, this is, those are so controversial that they have to come out and lie and say, I'm a militiaman. Well, okay, I'm Wyatt Earp. Are you? Well, that, that's, that's what I've been saying for a while. If you start saying that peaceful protesters are actually terrorists, eventually, I'm not saying you're going to do this, but eventually you're going to get people who are saying, well, if I'm going to be treated like a terrorist. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you look at Oklahoma City. Again, not saying you're going to do that, but Oklahoma City was over just just he was so pissed off about what who the federal was? government what are you was doing about? the guy who bombed oklahoma city it, it was yeah. about he, he was pissed off oh, about what the federal government was, was doing uh, uh timothy mcveigh timothy mcveigh timothy yeah. mcveigh like right he he was he was pissed off about ruby ridge he was pissed off about waco he said you know i'm gonna take this into my own hands but again you don't i'm not saying that any of your, us would listen, do it you, you don't have to take it into your own hands with violence if you if you, if you go back the democrats in history, are hoping that we do yeah, but, 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 but the point is, right. is that they're, they're, they're trying to figure out, we are literally playing into their hands. They're, they're using mathematics and they're using s situational awareness and planning to build out a strategic plan of how to take us out of the game. And we're watching it happen and we're not doing it because we're afraid that that's going to play into their hand. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not going to play into their hand. And by the way, violence begets violence. You don't have to be violent. You walk in and say, get out. You walk in and say, get out. These school board deals, you walk in and say, get out. And you walk in with a thousand people. And when they try to block the door, you take the door hinges off. It's your school. It's your community. It's your money funding it. They want to act like it's theirs. It's not theirs. The kids are not theirs. They're yours. They're your children, not the state's children. This is not Germany. This is not, this is not, we're not dealing with the ability for them to take away our rights, our fundamental right to live. Yet you sit there and you watch it happen. And a lot of these guys that are supposedly conservatives want to talk about, oh, we just got to legislate it. Legislate what? What? Wait? Have faith in leaders that have proven that all they care about is their own pocketbooks? I mean, Dan Bongino, I love the guy. I, I love Dan Bongino, but he talks about it, and he's a bees, he is about it. Like, I'm, you want to cancel me? No problem. I'll get off the thing. You want me to get a vaccine? I'm out. Take me off your station. I'd rather be poor. At least he has principles. Lynn Wood, people want to fire at him for, for standing up and doing the things he does and calling out other people and saying that, listen, how do, you, how do you support Vernon Jones, a guy that literally systematically is a racist against white people and eliminated people's jobs and then raped someone and then said, tell anyone yeah. and I'll come after you. And how could anybody stand up for that person? And you have people that literally want to still support this piece of trash when you have someone that really cares about America, her name's Candace Taylor, in Georgia, who's a better alternative than this piece of trash, Vernon Jones. And I told you what I thought about Vernon Jones when I met him. 
whoa. Whoa, this guy? Yeah, phony. I walked up. He is an absolute fake. He's a fake. And he wants to act like he's a tough guy. All right. I mean, he's, what, six inches taller than I am? I'll go in an MMA ring with him, too. Let's go. <laughs> I'm tired, Max, of us saying that we can't do anything because we're afraid. Fear. We have fear of what the left will do. I don't care what the left does. The left does what the left does. The left are liars. They're liars. The radical left are liars. These people are lying. They're desperate. The reason why the school board is attacking me and FEC, oh, FEC, it's heavy. oh my gosh, is because they're afraid. They're afraid that parents are finally waking up and seeing what's happening. They're afraid because Americans are waking up and saying, hey, we're last. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't even know it was an option that we'd be first. Thank you, Trump. People are like, oh, I didn't like the way he talked. How do you like the fact that kids are dying of starvation in the middle of major cities run by Democrats? How do you like that? Is that acceptable? Please tell me. Tell me it's acceptable. Oh, but you don't it's like not. mean tweets. we got to take them off the mean tweets. The insurrection happened on November 3rd. It did not happen on January 6th. January 6th was a redress of grievances, and you're letting them weaponize against you. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us right now. You're a slave. I just proved it. I just proved right now that you literally don't matter. You don't matter. You don't matter to them. 17,000 people don't matter. The military doesn't matter. Green Beret does not matter. 35,000 people that are that are inside of New York City that work for the fire department or a police department that won't get the vaccine doesn't matter. The people that are nurses that sat on the front lines when COVID first started, this pandemic yeah. first started, don't matter. You don't matter. You are a useful idiot to them. And for all those pay patriots, pay, B-A-Y, I'll talk about them. You, you can't say that I'm, I, I don't even know how to go get sponsors. We, we get sponsors from, from people that basically, I don't know. I'm, I, I, got, I have a new sponsor that basically called me today, and I was like, uh, so you sell forklifts? He's a friend of mine. He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll don the hat for forklifts. Why not? I'll support you. I've, I've spent 300 yeah. grand on, on legal fees fighting for truth, only to have these pieces of in the media lie about me. See, I've been consistent. I'm not a devil worshiper. Nope, that's Coomer. I'm not a guy that, uh, I'm sorry, I say devil worshiper. He has a tattoo. Let me re-clarify. Let me just re-clarify. Tattoo of the, what is it called? The What's it called? Screaming the Pope? Screaming Pope. Screaming Pope. Yeah. Number one by artist Fran of by Francis the Bacon. Church of Satan. Francis yeah. Bacon. I'm not a skinhead. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a good skinhead. He's the type of skinhead that's, you see what they do? They don't want to talk about truth. See, truth doesn't matter to these people. What matters to these people is making you worthless and making you feel like you're worthless, making you feel like you don't have any hope. And since I grew up in a poor environment, I know what that looks like. I know what it looks like for them to tell you that you don't matter. I know what it looks like for them to tell you that, frankly, this is all you'll be. Good luck. Go be a, a attendant at a gas station. Classism exists in this country inside of Democrat-controlled environments because they do not want you to have opportunity. They want it to be like winning the lottery. Yeah. So you can thank them. So you can appreciate them for giving it to you. Oh, yes. That's yeah. what they want. Bow down to them. They become your God. They just took away your ability to worship. They took away your ability to, to have autonomy and to be able to train and teach your kids the right way between right and wrong. They've even taken away what it means to be right or wrong. And they've replaced it with drugs, alcohol, sex. They've, they've, they've replaced all of those things for your children. 
They've taken away the compass. We don't know where north is yet. We don't know because we're so worried about whether or not good, right, wrong, good, bad, right? And then courage. Can we have courage? Can we not have courage? Can I stand up? Can I not stand up? Oh, I might lose a friend. Lose a friend. Lose a lot of them. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. And you're worthless. You are a slave. And if, you, if that doesn't make you feel good, then great. Step in the gap. And stop thinking it's about you. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us. It's about we. We win as a team. We lose as a team. We run as a team. We score as a team. I can go back to the, what I taught the fundamentals of these kids at seven years old till 14 years old. I can go back to that and say when I coached soccer, I didn't even know soccer. And we kept winning. Why? Why do we keep winning? Why do we keep winning? How did, we, how, did I, how did I train all these kids in soccer to win, always have winning seasons, always do really well? How did I do that? I had to study soccer in a book. And then I got out there and I was like, use your body. <laughs> I used to tell the kids to knock these kids out. Not knock them out, but you know, use your body. You got a body, use it. And we won because of that. Fundamental of training the team. And that's what we have to do now. We have to stand as a team, set aside petty differences, and step in the gap. And it doesn't need to be violent. They, yeah. they want to talk about violence. Oh, you want, you're a militia guy. Okay, no, I'm armed. That's what I am. And when you come with me at me for violence, I'm going to reciprocate that, and then I'll pray for you when it's all said and done with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we are over time. Always over. So Always over. But that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for the audio edition. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. We also have, as I mentioned yesterday, we are growing out this into a network of podcasts. So we have Uncle Tom Talks. That is in the process of getting set up. It takes a few days for all the different, for Spotify, Apple Podcasts to actually scrape the RSS feed. So stay tuned for that. He should be going on tonight after our podcast. So make sure you yeah. watch that tonight. If you like the podcast, sign up for our email alerts. That link is in the description. Also, for our text alerts by texting the word FREEDOM to 89517, you'll get a little reminder right before we go to air what we're talking about and how and where you can watch. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. And remember, everyone, the fight to take back is not okay. <laughs> the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. Okay, go to the red screen. <laughs>